1: Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. know it's
0: the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1 And we are getting to know Brees Hall We spoke to John Walters who is the play-by-play man For the Iowa State Cyclones And now we're going to talk to one of his colleagues Who's the sideline reporter for the Cyclones But he's more than just the sideline reporter He's one of the most important players in Cyclones history Because he was one of the captains of the 2000 Iowa State Cyclones team That won their very first bowl game is also a teammate of a player That came to the Jets And made a little bit of an impact too We'll talk about him as well But I wanted to bring him in To talk about his experience Covering ball as a sideline reporter But he also knows him as a mentor Which is a role that he took on When Matt Campbell came into the program And we're going to discuss that as well Ryan Harklau, former defensive lineman For the Iowa State Cyclones And also for the Jackson Jacksonville Jaguars. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it.
1: Great to be here, Scott. Look forward to talking football right now in the middle of uh, spring here. Well, we didn't have a spring in Iowa, but it's just always good to be talking football any time of year here.
0: So let's talk a little bit about your role at Iowa State now and how it developed, because As I said, you were a very important part of Iowa State football history. You were one of the key pieces of that team that won the very first bowl game in Iowa State history in 2000. And then when Matt Campbell came in in 2016, he tapped you and a couple of other guys that were around the program to be mentors to the young players that are coming up and to teach them about more than just football because, and I don't mean to toot your horn here, but you've become a very successful businessman in addition to your football past. And so Matt Campbell wanted to get these players ready for the real world, not just playing football, but also beyond football. Talk to me a little bit about that role that you've played at Iowa State and tell me a little bit about your interactions in that role with Brees Hall.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's when when Coach Campbell first got to Iowa State, the first thing that he, he really did with past players said, look, we want you back. We opened the doors to you and and how he did that, he, he was deliberate about how he brought us back into the program and he wanted to bring us back as, as mentors and leaders to his players, those juniors and seniors, as you transition out of football someday, you know, how do you transition into the real world? And, and that's when I knew that he was going to be a great fit for Iowa State. I knew he's a great leader. Is he was, he was developing young men, not just as football players, but he's developing them as, as, as young men that will become very impactful in their communities as you know, most people don't go on to the NFL. Brees Halls don't grow on trees. They're not all over in every program. But Coach Campbell understands one thing and understands it very well is if, if you're healthy at home and you're healthy in your, in your mindset of what you do every single day and how you show up to class, how you show up to workouts, how you show up to your family life, if you're healthy in all, all aspects of your life with your faith, that you're going to be in a great spot, you know, by the time whatever you're going to do, whether that's going into the NFL – whether that's going into a professional world, whether that's going into the social world or, or whatever they're going to do in life. But he does understand that very well. And that's what makes him a great leader. And I think that's why he's had so much success at Iowa State is he's developing players beyond football players. He's making them uh, individuals that anybody would happy to be happy to have them in their program. For example, if Brees was not as good a football player to end up in the Jets, I would hire him tomorrow to come work for me. And because he's a gentleman that you want in your program, he's a leader, he shows up, he's a hard worker, he's got a great head on his shoulder. When he goes to uh, media days or press days and meets with the press or talks to your fan base or goes and does charity work in the New York area, everyone's going to want to be around this individual because how he has developed uh, from his high school career all the way through college, obviously he has a great foundation with a good family, but Coach Campbell has developed Brees beyond just a football player. He's one that people want to be around. You want him in your program, whether that's in football or in the the private sector like I am in the business world. I would take him tomorrow in my organization because I know he'd make us better.
0: Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Ryan, you took on a mentorship role with the Iowa State program and the players that are coming through there. But you obviously, in that capacity, would have seen the people in these players' lives that are making a major impact. And in the case of Brees Hall, his stepfather, Jeff Smith, who was a very successful football player in his own right, a running back at Nebraska, played in the NFL for a bit, and Laronda McDaniel, his mother, who he said is his rock, his best friend. Those are the two people that really have had a major impact on him, in addition to his sister as well, I should say. Tell me about what you discovered mentoring Brees Hall as part of what you said Coach Campbell set up, and then interacting with him and seeing his relationship with his stepfather, his mother, and his sister.
1: Yeah, when you look at Brees, he he, he exemplifies what his his mother and stepfather are basically and, and what coach Campbell is. And, and as you get to know him in New York, you're going to, you're going to know what I'm talking about. He is very deliberate about what he talks about when he talks about things, when he shows up to work, he's, he's one that shows up hard every single day. He shows up to, to work every single day. When you, when you look at him in practice, like he's the front of the line every single time he's not in the back. When you go into warm ups, he doesn't come. He's not the last one out of the locker room. He's not the last one to do anything. Uh, I think that he, he is a natural leader, but I think a lot of that has to do with with, with his mother, you know, and when he, uh, uh, what's probably the most telling when you look at that is when he broke the the big 12 record for the most consecutive rushing touchdowns with 24 games, which I hope we get to talk about in the future as well on on this, on this podcast. But the first thing he did, he took the ball and he ran to the sideline and went up to his mom and handed her the game ball at that point. And, and he knew, you know, he's not an, on that stage without her, you know, and, and I think that that was very telling of the background he has. He understands what's important. He understands who brought him to the table. You know, his, his, his uh, uh, he's very confident individual, but he's also extremely humble and understands who brought him to the table and who's got him to the opportunities that he, that he's now in a place that he can go to the NFL and have a great success. So he, he does it by showing it, not talking about it. That's probably the best thing I'm trying to say right now. But when he handed it to that game ball on the 24th consecutive rushing touchdown, I think that was our game with the rushing touchdown. That was very telling of who Brees Hall was and kind of what we're talking about when we mentored him, that, that he's one person that you would take him in your organization. It doesn't matter what that, what that whether it's football or financial services or anything out there. You would want him in your organization because what he is as a person and that's back to his foundation with his, mo- his mother and stepfather and what he's been able to do, you know, obviously how they were able to race him and what he's become as a young man as well.
0: When Brees Hall played high school football in Wichita, Kansas, his best friend was a guy named Roy Johnson, who was his fellow running back. Now, Roy Johnson never ended up going past the high school level, but they've maintained a very close relationship. And what Roy Johnson has said is that you can't really grasp how good Brees Hall is until you're standing on the sideline and watching him in person. It just doesn't do it justice, even up high in the stands, in the press box, or especially on TV. Considering the fact that you had that sideline view of Brees Hall, tell me what you saw. What is Roy Johnson talking about in terms of how magical it is to see Brees Hall from the sideline?
1: So what Roy is talking about, and I think a lot of people call it patience. You know, he had, they say he has really good patience when he's running the football. And the, really, what I've learned over after covering him from the sidelines and that, that the magic that he does happen, he does have patience. But it's not really patience. He makes it look easy. And what I mean by that, that he's running that four like you saw at the combine. You know, in the four four four, I believe was one of them. The other one was like a four three eight or four three nine. When you look at him running that at the combine, it looked patient, and the reason is he's—it's not—it's effortless. When he is running, he's not grunting. You know, you don't see that like expression on his face, like he's grunting to get everything out of that. He's just running that fast, and so while he is patient, what people don't understand is that speed when he breaks through. And when you're on the field, you see it. When you're in the stand, you, you kind of catch it. Most fans catch it as saying, "Oh, he's really patient. He's waiting for his blocks." No, that is just him effortlessly gliding through the hole and taking off where no one can catch him. I think that's what the Jets really got here with him as a, as a home run hitter. Um, when he gets through that line and breaks through the linebackers, it, it's it's a foot race and not many are going to be able to catch him. And like I said, most people think it's because he's really patient. I, I just think he, he is so athletic and so talented. He makes it look that easy when he breaks through and pulls away from everybody. And that's just, I think that's what Roy's talking about there is – his natural ability to operate at a high level is so different than everybody else on the field. He stood out as an NFL running back the first day he played for Iowa State because he does look it so, he makes it look so easy amongst everybody else on the field. He makes other people around him look slow, where he's, it makes him look like he's just being patient. No, he, he's just that talented. He stands out against everybody else that's on the football field at the same time with him.
0: Ryan, you played against two of the best running backs in the history of the Big 12 Conference, Ricky Williams and Liddell Betts. Liddell Betts from Iowa and Ricky Williams, of course, University of Texas. How would you compare Brees Hall to those two guys? Because you have a unique vantage point, having played against the two guys I mentioned and having stood on the sideline to watch Brees Hall at Iowa State.
1: Those, those are big comparisons, right? Two, two guys that had great NFL careers. Liddell, obviously, at the Washington Redskins. And then Uh, uh, Ricky Williams throughout, obviously you got drafted by New Orleans, but um, Ricky Williams is probably the greatest athlete I've ever been on the football field with. I think he is. And and his size was unbelievable. He was, you know, all of six, four, you know, I don't know. They never really gave you his official weight, 240 pounds, but what was special about Ricky was similar to Brees. When you thought you were closing on him and then he put his foot in the ground and went North and South, he was gone. And I'll, I'll never forget. We played at Texas. Um, My, uh, my, it would have been my sophomore or junior year, excuse me. And I was, it was actually my 21st birthday and I'm closing out on Ricky Williams on the outside and I'm reaching my arm out to grab him and tackle him. And the next thing I know he goes 80 yards for a touchdown. And I was a relatively fast defensive lineman. I came in as a linebacker and, you know, even at 300 pounds, I ran like a 200 or a a four four eight forty. So it's not terribly slow for that big. But when he put his foot in the ground and took off up the field, there was no prayer for myself or anyone else on the field. And I think that is what Brees Hall has. And that's the ability that he has is he can take a play that looks like, you know, pretty pedestrian. And when he puts his foot in the ground and goes north and south, he has the speed like Ricky had um, to get north and south and be gone. Where guys that would normally you consider to be fast athletes that aren't able to get their hands on him and he'll pull away from them. And then when you tie into like a Liddell Betts, a, a guy that played at Iowa, Liddell was more of a balanced back. And this he probably is closer to Liddell in skill set, but the speed of Ricky. And and what I mean by that is Liddell was able to catch the ball out of the backfield uh, extremely well. And that's where I think that you guys are gonna love uh what Brees can do for you. And and with Zach Wilson, he, he's very similar to me when I watch him play to to Brock Purdy, our quarterback who just got drafted uh, by the 49ers. But the style of play that Zach and Brock have are what they can, they can make a play last longer than it's supposed to, but what Brees is really good at is getting in that open spot in the field, find that soft spot in the zone, or anywhere. If the quarterback's scrambling, finding that relief uh, area and turning those plays into, Hey, can I get two or three yards into touchdowns? And so that's, I, I think he probably ties more to Liddell bets, but with Ricky Williams speed. Um, again, and I think that's what's going to be fun for Jets fans when you're at the game you know, you will see him pop 80-yard touchdown runs. And, and that's what's – as a fan, you're there. Those, that's what gets the, the stands going. That's what gets the, the fan base going. That's what gets the defense rocking. Like, hey, you put an 80-yard touchdown on the, on the board, now your defense is motivated to go play hard and, and get that offense back on the field and, and you can win the field position battle as well. So to answer your question, he has the speed of Ricky and a lot of the skill sets of Liddell. Uh, and I do think he's going to be a long time pro just because of that. But those two, those two skill sets with the speed and the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield.
0: Ryan, you've covered Brees Hall as a sideline reporter. You mentored him as part of a former player program that Matt Campbell set up. And obviously you're somebody that knows football very well because you played it at the highest levels. What are some of your favorite memories of Brees Hall, not just playing but also interacting with him, interviewing him on the sideline? You don't have to talk about anything that's private or anything like that, but what might you be able to share with us in terms of stories involving Brees Hall? I think the,
1: the one that will stand out the most was I stood next to him at the at the football game Uh, at our bowl game this year in the cheese It bowl, we played Clemson this year and Brees uh, sat out uh, that game uh, and he was given direction to sit out. You know, I think that's the, you're you're the number one running back in the draft, but standing next to him on the sideline uh, for that game, he he was coaching and helping Gerald Brock, our backup. Well, at that game, our starter, but I really found out how much he loved the game of football that for like that 10 minutes, I stood next to him and talked to him. He was talking about the, you know, what the schematics were, what the defense was doing, how we should adjust, what we should be doing, talking to Jarrell, what do you see? His ability to coach Jarrell that game was was really outstanding. But probably the, the, <laughs> the thing that stood out to me is I honestly, at the end of the first quarter, thought he was going to run the locker room and throw pads on. You know, like I, it killed him it ripped his heart out to be standing on the sidelines and not playing in that football game. And it, it told me everything I needed to know about the kid is football, the right thing for him. You know, some kids are just naturally talented and play the game because they're just at such a high level. But if you can find someone that have that skill set, but also have the love of the game, like Reese has, I think that's probably the most telling thing. It's actually probably the most impactful 10 minutes I had with him the entire time he was at Iowa state was on the sidelines of the cheese at bowl and just seeing him watch the game and understand the game as much as he does. But more importantly, he wanted to be in the game. It, it ate him up, standing on the sidelines. He was, You know, someone told them, hey, this is the best thing for you, which I agree with was the best thing for him to sit that game out. But, man, did it rip his guts out standing there not playing in that football game. So, again, if you're going to draft someone that high, you want someone that wants to play the game, I think that, that that's what you got with someone like Grease Hall.
0: Ryan, you grew up in Iowa. You went to school at Iowa State. Brees Hall grew up in Nebraska and Wichita, Kansas, then went to Iowa State. Very, very different than being in New York. But you had to go to Jacksonville, which is obviously very different than being in Iowa. What was that transition like for you? And do you think Brees Hall is going to have any kind of trouble going from where he's been to where he now has to be, which is New York, the bright lights, the big city and all of that?
1: Yeah, I, I... That's a good question. You know, that's that's to be determined. I think because of what Coach Campbell, going back to what we talked about at the start of this uh, interview, is when you think about how Coach Campbell prepares individuals, I think that he'll be just fine because of that preparation and because of those people that, he's, that he has around him, that Coach Campbell has helped him. Coach Campbell's not going to just leave him to the streets, as you as you will, going forward. It, it, he will be there for him, and, and I, I know that he'll support him through that transition to the NFL as well. So New York is a different game. You know, whether it's it doesn't matter if it's the New York Rangers or the, the Giants or the Jets or the uh, the Mets or the Yankees. It, it's the, the expectations in New York are probably the highest there is in the nation uh, and they're probably the toughest place to play. The good thing that you're going to get with Brees is such a level headed person. I think he can I, I do believe he will be able to handle that. Um, but it isn't it's going to be an adjustment for him, just like it is for any professional coming into New York. Um, there is only one New York City, you know, out there. And so you do adjust to living in a city like that and and the changes the good thing that you're getting though is a level-headed individual that's been developed beyond football that will be able to handle the extra media the sponsorships the things that's going to come the lights that are going to fly at him he has been prepared for that now you know I, i think with his background we talked about about his mother he is a very grounded individual and so i don't think those lights are going to change him nothing changed him in college even You know, as he was breaking records and having all the success at Iowa State, he was the same person as a freshman he was as a senior. And I wouldn't expect that to change in New York. Uh, I I just don't. I think that it'll be really about business for him uh, when he shows up and he'll he'll show up to play. You know, that's just how he's always been. He's not going to change as an individual. And I I think you've already seen that. I've watched a few of his interviews in New York. And he just wants, like he said, in one of his interviews, I just want to get to know these veterans. How can I help? Where do I go? You know, and that's the kind of guy he is. He wants to blend in and, and, and jump on that team and contribute how they feel he can contribute, not, hey, I'm here to be the all-star. He, he, and he will, I think, eventually because of what he is. But he's showing up there trying to blend in and be a part of the team. And I think that's a really good sign already that that's what he's trying to do in New York.
0: Brian, one of your teammates at Iowa State was James Reed. In fact, you guys played together on the defensive line, and he was here with the Jets for five years so maybe you should give Brees his number so they can have a little powwow about how to adjust to New York.
1: Good call. I'm actually going to be with James here in about a month. Uh, <laughs> we have a reunion coming up this this year with, with uh, all the past players from that team. They're coming back this summer uh, for a two-day event. And so, yeah, I will see him. I, I will get him connected. That's actually a great call. But James loved playing in New York. Uh, he talks about that all the time. If you'd still talk to him today, you know, that's still his probably his favorite time of playing football was in, in New York for the Jets. You know, he loved the fan base. He always talked about it, you know, and, and I think that if you could have just played there all your career, which that never happens in NFL, but if you could, if stayed in one place, James says New York was by far probably the best experience he had playing in professional sports. So um, it is fun to watch. Again, Iowa does not have an NFL team. We don't, you know, I grew up, the first NFL game I played in uh, was the first NFL game I've ever been to. Um, you know, it was a preseason game at that time. But, again, I'd never even been in an NFL stadium prior to playing in a game, in a preseason game. So back here, we will – you're going to see this. There will be Iowa State fans and Iowa, people in the state of Iowa that will jump on the Jets' bandwagon. No, no different than they have with Chicago and David Montgomery and what he's done in Chicago, the previous running back prior to Brees. So, again, I think you're going to see a lot of Jets fans coming out of the state of Iowa watching him this year, and jerseys will be sold all around the state of Iowa.
0: Ryan, listen, I know you're a busy guy, but I hope at some point you can make the trip out here, see Brees in person. And if you do come talk to me because I'll set you up with some of the best pizza places that you could ever imagine. And by the way, I think that's probably a big part of the reason why James Reed liked New York so much.
1: (laughs) I'm sure it is. You know, when you're a 300 pounder, you're always looking for good food like that. So the hard part is when you're done, you you forget you can't eat like you used to, you know, I get fat eating ice cubes now, you know, as you get older (laughs) that metabolism doesn't work like it used to, but absolutely love to look you up. If I get out there and love to watch him play live some someday out in New York, it'd be a lot of fun for me.
0: Ryan Harklow, who is one of the most important people around the Iowa State program right now because, as you heard, he mentors the young players, including Brees Hall. He was somebody that was a very important player when he was there, one of the captains of the 2000 team that won the first ever bowl victory for the Iowa State Cyclones football program. He also is the sideline reporter, successful businessman, so he's done really well for himself. I hope that Brees Hall has a great career here in New York and then does as well after football as Ryan has. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your insight on Brees Hall. We're going to have to talk more, especially if Brees Hall starts lighting things up like he did with the 24-game streak, which, by the way, since we talked about that before, before you run, talk about what it was like to experience that up close. That had to be incredible.
1: It was, and, and Brees Hall is a gentleman and a player that makes people around him better. And I think Brees Hall, you know, to leave it this way, I think he's the best running back in the draft last year and this year. Um, I don't want to go back further than that, but I think in the last two seasons he's the best running back in both drafts. And time will tell. You know, we, we won't know that for five to ten years, but as you look at what's coming out, I think he is the best running back. And the reason that I feel comfortable say, uh, stating that is how many – Linemen were drafted for Iowa State the last two years. There wasn't. We don't have. We, we, we didn't have an offensive lineman draft in the last two years. And Brees Hall was having all that success rushing for 24 touchdowns uh, consecutive or 24 consecutive games for rushing touchdown without one NFL lineman in front of him. And that is the kind of person you can build around. If that person can make that the people around him better, That's the person you want on your team. You know, they can lift guys that are a certain level to a different level. And he did that. And I think that's what gives me comfort in knowing that he's going to be a very successful pro. Is consistently the way he shows up every day to work? And number two, the success he has in making people around him better as he plays the game.
0: Ryan, before we run, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you on social media, what you're up to, how they can follow your work and all that.
1: Well, I'm working on that, man. That's a, that's a new thing, but our heart claw is my Twitter hit where, I, where I'm active on Twitter. That's about the only thing I'm active on uh, on social media. Uh, but our heart claw is where you can you look me up and, and follow me throughout this season.
0: Make sure you follow Ryan because you never know who the next great player out of Iowa State could be. The Jets drafted James Reed. Now they draft Brees Hall. You want to stay plugged into Iowa State. Plus, as Ryan said There's going to be a lot of Iowa State fans Who are going to become Jets fans, so it'll be a fun Interaction and a nice little Community overlap there, so follow Ryan on Twitter, at rharklau Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube Channel, the Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant Has some great All-22 breakdowns Up there, including one of Brees Hall So watch those videos and subscribe If you haven't already, visit our store teepublic.com. that's T-E-E Public.com, we've got the John Franklin Myers Quentin Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, this is Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, Caps mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com, that's t-e-e-public.com, and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing, doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out, so if you go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful, and for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.